Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Kerry Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. We have an amazing metal-slash-hard rock band coming on tonight named Righteous Vendetta, and Ryan Hayes, the vocalist, is going to be joining us momentarily to do an interview and promote the band. These guys have an amazing album out right now called The Fire Inside. I will do a brief introduction for them, but before that, I just wanted to thank everyone for joining us tonight. These are um, one of the amazing bands that I'm going to include to my roster. I've had the honor and opportunity to interview bands like Smile Empty Soul, Soil, I Empire, Otherwise, Eve to Adam, Art of Dying. So please check out the podcast for all these amazing bands and uh, support them. The concept of my show is really to bring a forum where I can bring people on in the entertainment industry. I interview everyone from comedians, musicians, filmmakers, anyone doing something creative out there that needs to get their name out there, get some support. We all know how difficult and challenging the entertainment industry can be. A little bit about myself. I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology. Um, One of the things I just really enjoy doing is interviewing people, and my other background is in the entertainment industry. Um, I do some writing for some magazines. I have an album as a solo artist, and then I launched this show, so I thought I wanted to really combine all of my skills to create this forum to support everyone out there. So I'm going to show you you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession. A couple of things I just kindly ask for people to keep in mind is, although I mentioned I'm a clinical psychologist, my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. We're not doing any type of formal therapy. Um, and also I kindly request I'm a huge fan of comedy, so if people want to share entertaining, embarrassing stories, you know, please uh, bring it on, but just make sure you keep out any identifying information um, and keep anything specific anonymous because we don't want to personally embarrass or humiliate anyone. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. I do have a chat room open, but because I am a one-person show, it's difficult to sometimes go back and forth between my notes on the band, on the chat room. So if you want to call in, I did put the number there. It is um, 805-243-1320. All right, so let's introduce Righteous Vendetta, and then we're going to bring Ryan on. Okay, so this band is really interesting. I did a lot of research on them. They've only been around for a few years, but in a short period of time, these guys have definitely proven to be a driving force in the world of hard rock and metal music. Um, Many of the bands I've interviewed have shown at least an average of 10 to 12 years before they, you know, hit it big. And uh, as we know, it takes a lot of time, but these guys have really done a lot in a short period of time. They've released several albums. They've been on numerous tours with countless national acts such as Hurt, Smile Empty Soul, Taproot, and 10 Years to Name a Few. Their newest single, which is The Fire Inside, which is the title track off their album, has spent more than a dozen weeks on the Christian rock charts, peaking at number nine and sharing the top ten with the likes of Skillet, Red, and POJ. So many amazing bands these guys have uh, been able to be featured with. So tonight we're going to learn all about their musical journey, how they came together. We're going to discuss their latest album, play some uh, singles off of it, and we'll also talk about their current tour and they're doing some uh, shows with Trapped and Head P.E., along with learning some other interesting facts about the band. So for more information, visit visit them at RighteousVendetta.com. All right, let's bring Ryan on. Hey, Ryan, how are you? I'm great. How are you? 
Good, good. Thank you for joining me. It's a pleasure to have you on and promote the band. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Very cool. So um, why don't we start out a little bit? Where are you guys right now? I know you're currently on tour, right? Yes, yes. We're actually um, in the literally the backwoods of West Virginia. I don't even know where we are, but it's pretty scary. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I hope you guys are safe, but cool. So that's where you're currently uh, going to your next show in West Virginia? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, the, you know, I'm, I'm out here talking, and the guys are setting up some of the gear as I speak. Cool. Very cool. Do you guys have a show tonight, literally? We do, literally. We play in like an hour <laughs> okay. and a half. Okay. So yeah. we'll, uh, I'll try to make sure that I'm uh, really on point tonight. I usually do an hour-plus interview, but we can, uh, we can keep it to 40, 45 minutes to get you guys. Oh, no, no. We have plenty of we have, we have time. It's, it's, the show okay. starts in like an hour and a half, and we're playing second, so we got plenty of time. Okay, cool. But if you need to go, I'm very flexible. Just let me know whatever you guys need, all right? Absolutely. Thank you. Cool. So tell me a little bit about um, just yourself in general. Tell me a little bit about where you grew up, um, how you got interested in music, and then we're going to start to kind of delve into a timeline of where you guys, you know, how you met the guys in the band and all that good stuff. So just tell me a little bit about right. your background and stuff. Definitely. Well, uh, I was born and raised in a, a small town uh, called Cody, Wyoming. It's about 40 miles east of Yellowstone National Park. Um, it's a town of about 10,000 people. Um, wow. You know, I grew up, yeah, it's a really, really small town. Um, you know, I kind of grew up like a normal kid, uh, kind of a spoiled brat by my parents. Um, <laughs> Why do you say but, that? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm just kind of a typical, I was a typical kid that likes to play outside. And, and uh, I was, I wasn't really that spoiled. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> did they, did but, they buy uh, lots of nice things or something? No, I, I wore cowboy stuff. Oh, okay. I wore cowboy hats, cowboy boots. You know, growing up in Wyoming, yeah. you know, I grew up around ranchers and, you know, farmers and things like that. So I was I was pretty cowboyed up when I was a kid. Okay, okay. Did you ride horses? Was that something that you did? Or no, you just yes. liked to dress in I gear? I did. <laughs> cool. I got bucked off Very when I was cool. a kid, and then I got really scared of them. So I stopped. Oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah, but I'm fine now. They don't scare me now. Okay, that's good. <laughs> very right, good. Okay, right. so you grew up in Wyoming, very small town, and when did you start to develop an interest in music? Was there anyone in your family? Was it in school, people that inspired you? Right, definitely. Uh, I, I just bought a drum set when I was 16. Um, I just asked my parents if they would buy me a drum set for my birthday. I didn't, I'd never played one. I didn't know anything about it, but I just wanted one. And okay. so my parents bought me my, my first drum kit when I was 16, and that's when I started listening to really heavy music, uh, like, you know, Adelaide Dying, and just really heavy screaming stuff. And uh, I started learning those kinds of songs, and I just slowly started playing drums, and that's kind of when I got introduced to music and other musicians that were in the area. Cool. What was it about, the like, the heavy metal music or the hard rock music that kind of pulled you in that direction towards that style? It was it was so different than anything else that anybody listened to where I lived. Um, and I was the kind of kid that, like, I always wanted to be different. And, um, it was like the outlet that I found for my life was heavy mm -hmm. music. So I just gravitated toward it and loved it. Cool. I mean, were you angry about anything? Or I'm just, I mean, I'm just throwing things out there. I want to make it interesting yeah. for the audience. <laughs> right, right. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't like a really angry kid at all. 
you know, right. I was really, really docile and just kind of chilled out, but um, okay. I just really wanted to be, I just wanted to be different. Um, that's kind of how I've always been my whole life. So, and no one listened to that kind of music in Wyoming. I'll tell you that. Right. Right. Wow. That's really cool. So, okay. So as yeah. a kid, you're interested in this music, drums. Um, so when did you start to branch out into doing vocals and stuff like that? I mean, your voice is amazing. The the scream is great. I, I want to know how do you do that night after night on tour? Um. <laughs> right. Well, you know, listening to, um, if anybody else is like me, you're always singing along to the music you listen to in your car, um, mm-hmm. you know, doing the classic, like, covering your mouth, like, acting like you're not singing. I do that. So I did, I did that all the time. I was always screaming. I was trying to sound like my favorite vocalist. You know, I would try to match what they were doing. And it took me a long time. I, I was just, like, blowing my voice out, like, trying to learn how to scream. And I bought a bunch of DVDs that explained how to do it. None of it helped. And so, you know, over the course of, like, three years, I started developing this, like, growl and finally kind of not really perfected it but got to where I could do it on a daily basis without, you know, making my throat bleed. And wow. uh, so, you know, over the course of three years, I did that. And I learned how to growl and, and scream. But, you know, I, at that point, I still had no idea how to sing whatsoever. So how old were you about this time when you're getting into the singing and you're learning how to scream, like you said, and growl? And then we'll get into if you took any lessons right. or how you got into really learning how to sing because your voice, your singing voice is amazing in addition to the growl. So how old were you about oh, that time you. when you were branching out into the singing It stuff? was uh, 16, 17, and 18 was the, the, the chunk of time where I was really learning how to do all the stuff. And it was about when I turned um, 20 years old is when I started singing. Um, you know, some of our earlier stuff has some singing in it, but I didn't know how to sing at the time. I just tried. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. So did you take any lessons, or again, are you all self-taught, just similar to how you taught yourself how to growl and scream? Right. I'm, I'm, I've never taken a singing lesson in my entire wow. life. Wow. Um, I, I, I've always told myself I need to do it, but I just have never done it. Um, and so I think it's something that would really help me, but... At the same time, I, I kind of want to develop my own voice and my own technique and, and really have my own idea of, of, my, of my own voice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, definitely. Hey, if you can do it, like you said, and you're not kind of tearing yourself apart vocally, you know what I mean, with your vocal cords and stuff, then that's, that's amazing. I mean, I find that very inspiring and humbling when people are able to just kind of do it on their own. And, yeah, it's great. I, yeah, and I'm really threatened by people who actually are singers. And so I'm always like, I'm always nervous that they're going to like be like, oh, you're not good enough kind of thing. So, you know, that's kind of another reason I've never really uh, done it, uh, went to get a lesson kind of thing, you know. Oh, you mean to go with a professional like vocal coach or something? Yeah. You're just you're fearful me. that they're going to say something? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I can understand yeah. why you're saying that. For sure. Yeah. So that. Self-taught. I'm a self-taught kind of guy. Nice. Nice. So when did you decide, okay, so you're going through, again, grammar school, high school, et cetera. You're really getting into this heavy music, uh, learning how to sing, growl, et cetera. So when do you really get into your first band? Like when does that start to happen? Yeah, I got into my first band, um, oh, gosh, when I was 16, right after I started playing drum set. I, I joined an emo band. Okay. And I played drums, and we were so bad. We sounded so bad, and I tried to sing. I tried to be a singer in that band 
so I did like all the backing vocals and oh, we still have videos, but those might make it to the the internet one day. Who knows? Okay. So that's when you got into your first. And we band, were called so kind of in. Go ahead. Yeah, we we were called. Um, I can't I can't even remember the name of the band. I don't think we really had a name. We just played one battle of the band, and we got like third place, uh, and that was it. That's the only thing we ever well, that's did. Good. And that's it. What yeah. happened? <laughs> um, well, I, we went to college. We uh, okay. we had to go to college. Oh uh, no, uh, we, it just kind of fizzled out. That, it was my next band that we broke up because we went to college. Okay, okay. So now you go into is this when you go into community college and you can give this specific. I know it was somewhere in Wyoming that you start to meet the initial member that you yeah. started to join. So yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about that in terms of you know what you guys were going to school for and you know was music something you were going to look to pursue full time? Was it something you were doing on the side? So yeah, tell us a little bit about that. How you guys met and started to come together. I went to Northwest Community College in Powell, Wyoming. It's a town of about 3,000 people. And I went to college to study uh, Spanish translation. I was going to be a Spanish translator. Um, I I I don't know why, but I was. Um, I'm really good at Spanish for some reason. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, What do you want to do with that specifically? Yeah, I actually wanted to uh, just actually translate in another country. Um, specifically Mexico, um, okay. because at the time um, I had like a, there was like a big missionary team at my church that that was always going down there, and they were like, oh, we need someone to speak Spanish. So I was like, well, <laughs> maybe I should do that kind of thing, you know. Right. So that's kind of where I got that that ambition to do that. Um, but that that ended fast. You know, I got to college, and um, when the band started. Um, Justin, who's the the other original member, wasn't quite in the band yet. We had our first practice, and I was playing guitar. Again, I was terrible. I didn't know how to play guitar, but I was. Okay. Um, and and then our piano professor at the college was the other guitar player. So it was like like our piano professor, me, and a couple other guys. It was really weird, and I was so bad at guitar that we were like, we definitely need to find someone who's better. So then we had a tryout, and then Justin came along and tried out, and, you know, he's now the original guitar player, Righteous Vendetta, five years later. Wow, that's awesome. So you guys, okay, so you guys met in college. What was uh, what was Justin going to school for at the time? What was he working on or majoring in, so to he, speak? He, he was majoring in um, musical performance for the alto saxophone. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So kind That's of different. <laughs> okay. Cool. So yeah. you guys together started the band, and then tell us how the other members, and you know, please bring them in, Carl, and I know the other guys that are also in the band. Just you know, give plugs to them, what they play. Um, so how did they start to come on board? Definitely. Um, well, I mean, the lineup we have now is is over seventeen different member changes. Um, really. Between the three. Yes, we've had 17 different members join Arches wow. uh since the very beginning. Um, so the guys that we have now, you know, skip forward through those years. Um, actually, one of them, uh, Riley, uh, he's 18, and this is, uh, you know, the, the, the thing said that it was Matt Nettermeyer, but uh, he bailed on us three days before this tour was supposed to happen. So we had oh, three wait, days wait, wait. to find I'm, the base player. I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but let me digress for one second. So, because those were the names I was – sweet, Matt's no longer with you guys? 
Yes, yes. Like the last time that we talked about the lineup change, he had left Oof. the band since then. The, yes, oh my yes, gosh, so crazy. Matt, Matt was so you have a different bass player, and then what else do you have? A different person at playing. It's uh, that's Carl, it. Carl Everyone and else Zach. Is the same. Okay, Carl and Zach are yes, still there. Yes, Carl and Zach are still playing. Okay. Yes. yes okay. Yes. I, I'm sorry. I thought Matt was still part of the band. I'm like promoting the show on his page and stuff. I hope you guys are. Right. Are you guys okay with each it's other? Okay. Or? Oh yeah. No, no. Matt's actually my best friend. Uh, we oh, grew okay. Up cool. I'm like, oh um, god. Yeah, he was, he was actually plugging this thing everywhere, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh no, no, it's okay. He he uh, he was a member of Righteous Vendetta for three years, and he left about a year ago. And then he was going to come back, and then he just couldn't. He couldn't do it. He couldn't afford it. And right. So, uh, he did, okay. It's kind of a last-minute gotcha. thing. So what did you guys do in terms of finding someone that, I mean, you're saying a few days before this tour you're going out on with Trapped and Head PE? Yes, yes, yes. We, uh, we knew a kid, and we okay. were like, hey, man, can you learn all this stuff in three days? And he was like, yes. And so – we brought him. He's wow. played the first two shows with us almost flawlessly. What's his name so you can give him a plug? Right. His name's Riley Haney. Okay. Okay. Riley, what was it? Hayes? Haney. H-A-N-E-Y. Okay. Nice. Nice. And please also plug your drummer and your other guitarist, too, so everyone knows. I'm sure they know who they are, but just to, you know, support them all. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Carl... Uh, Carl Hyman mm-hmm. is our guitar player, and Zach Goggins is our drummer. He's our young one. He's uh, only 17 years old. He's kind of the, the child of the band. Wow, very cool. And how did you end up finding or, – or let's what happened with so many different members along the way in terms of what were some of the – and you can just say generically, what were some of the themes and challenges that you guys ran into with trying to get the right, you know, core members, so to speak, together? Right, right. Well, if – people don't understand what it's like to be in a band and how much of a challenge it is and, and the day-to-day activities and how much it, it really demands on a person. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, you basically have to sacrifice your entire life. And there's just people who are meant to do it and people who aren't. And we were just never able to find people who could, could really dedicate themselves to the extent that we wanted to. Um, right. You know the the lineup we have now is diehard. Like we will, they will die with this band. You know, like this is their entire life. They've dedicated everything they have to it, and so it's just taken this long to find people that are as dedicated as we have been since the beginning. Right. That's awesome. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, I can, I can empathize on some level. Again, not the level that you guys are at because I didn't, you know, leave my job and my career and everything, but. I was in and out of bands for years, and the biggest problem with me was that I was, you know, 150% dedicated, and I would stop at nothing, and when people saw that, I lost people a lot of the times because they were like, they didn't want that that drive and that, you know what I mean? And that was, I think, the biggest issue that I experienced was just finding people that had dedication and, you know, that type of stuff. Right. It's It, it takes an extreme level of dedication. Um and we expect nothing less of people who join to have that. Um, right. So right. You, you, it's worth it to hold out for people that do, you know? Definitely. Definitely, because it's just too frustrating, right, if you don't have that. So, okay, so you guys finally come together as a group, and then, I mean, pretty quickly, I mean, as I said it, it, with the intro, I mean, I was reading about you guys, and you've really been around for only a handful of years, and it's just 
extremely impressive how much you guys have accomplished. Um, so tell us about, you know, I understand you're, you're go-getters and you guys are going to stop at nothing, but, you know, how do you get to the level that you're at in such a short period of time with, you know, the way the industry's changed over the years in terms of, you know, the social media sites and the Internet taking over versus 10, 12 years ago when they had the labels. And tell us a little bit about what you guys did to, to push yourselves to this level to play with national bands. Definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, we started out touring um, on our own, uh, touring okay. anywhere we possibly could, people's basements, um, parking lots, like we would, pl- we would play anywhere. We still do. We still play house parties. Like that's one of our favorite things is to go set up in someone's living room and have a mm-hmm. show and have like 40 people packed into a house, like having a good time. Like we do that all the time still. Um, and we would literally play for nothing. We would go on a three week tour and, pl- and literally play every night for no guarantee. And we could just make money on merch and we would make enough in merch to get us to the next place. We did that for wow. three years. We did oh my in gosh. three years. We did like we did almost in three years five hundred shows completely on our own, self booked. Um, wow! And, and what, you guys, like, so what did you what did you drive in? I mean, did you just have a van that you all tipped in to pay for? I, I mean, yeah, yeah. We we bought a two thousand and two uh, Ford F E three fifty Econoline fifteen passenger van. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was two thousand bucks. We bought it with like sixty thousand miles on it, and we put almost two hundred thousand on it ourselves. Oh my! In, wow! In three in three and a half years, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it was that's a very amazing. reliable van. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it was. That's very so good. if you're looking to buy a van, go buy a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> wow! But just like you said, the debt. And I mean, you guys are torn nonstop, right? So it's not like you have part-time jobs or something. You're just out there. Literally, literally. I mean, wow. when, like we went home for a week. Sometimes we can get like a temp service job for a few days. Um, so we try to get whatever we can, but it's very hard to find someone who will let you come and go a week, a week at a time, mm-hmm. every two months, you know. It's just not Definitely. worth our time. So we kind of plan on never having jobs, but we make it through. You know, people people who want to make it, make it happen no matter what their circumstances. Sure. So. We just we just do what we have to and make it happen. So you're torn, like you said, you did 500 shows and that was that's crazy, you know, a couple of plus years. So when do you guys start to get some recognition where you know you're starting to now get on some bigger bills? Because as you said, you were just playing anywhere and everywhere you could. So what starts right. to happen? Do you well, have a story behind that where someone, you yes. know, recognized you guys? So yeah, tell us about that. Yes, we we didn't get recognized by um, anyone on their terms. Um, I I spent six straight months emailing one guy who I was trying to get his attention. I, I emailed him once a week for six months, um, every okay. single week. So I, I literally emailed him 24 times, um, the same email every week at the same time, telling him oh. to check us out, that we want why we wanted him to manage us. And finally, uh, he, he opened one and read it and listened to the song. Uh, it was this pain. Listen right. to the song, and thought nothing of it, um, and shut it, and never said anything back. So I kept emailing him because uh, I could see if he read the email or not, and that was the first right. one he read. Right. So um, I kept emailing him, and finally he got back to me and was like, "Hey, I listened to your song. It was really good." And that was it. 
That's all I heard okay. from you. And I was like, uh, we want to strike a management deal with you. How can we make that happen? That night when I sent that email, he got back to me, and we spoke for five hours on the phone. This was about seven months ago. And ever since that conversation, uh, everything blew up in a, literally in, uh, overnight. Wow. And can you reveal who that individual – I mean, again, with your comfort, and, you know, I don't want to pry. Can you reveal who that individual is or no? If you don't want to, that's yeah, fine. He, okay. He, yeah, he's our current manager. His name's Eric Baker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've done a lot of shows with Eric in terms of booking a lot of the bands with him on my show. Wow. Yes. That's yes. awesome. That's him. <laughs> yes. It, oh, it only man. took me, like, 50 emails to get a hold of him. Well, you got it. And, hey, again, like you said, just persevering and, you know what I mean, you, you finally got the attention of the individual you wanted. That's that's a great story. It's really cool. So, yes, like I, you said, in a matter a of – Right. I can imagine. Did you ever at some point say, I feel like I'm I'm being a little too pushy or no, you were just like, this is what I want and no. this is what we're going to get. <laughs> yes. No, I, I, I never was like, I no, I was always like, I don't care. This is what it takes to get a hold of these people because they're so busy. I know. And I was like, right. I don't care if I'm annoying. I, I feel like if he actually listens to us, it'll be worth it for his time. And it was, you know, so I feel like if you have a, a solid thing to present to someone you can't be annoying mm-hmm. enough you know what i'm saying yeah that's kind awesome that's a great so. story well congratulations yeah, with that so cool. thank you like you said within a matter of you know five hours of talking with him basically from there forward that's when things really started to pick up yes i mean within the next couple of weeks he was getting us on tours you know wow Really cool stuff. Let's do this because I want to talk a lot about the album and be able to play a couple of songs off of it. Um, since you were talking about this pain, and that was, you know, the first, wasn't that the initial single you released off of it from what I, I want to make sure I read it was. properly? Yeah. yeah. That's right. So let's talk yeah. about, um, tell us a little bit about that song, you know, why he chose that one. I did watch the accompanying video with it, and I found it very interesting, especially being a uh, clinical psychologist, I work in forensics too. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about the, the video, the concept that you chose with the person, you know, basically moving towards contemplating, if not actually attempting suicide. Um, and yeah, tell us about it, and then we're going to check out the song. Definitely, yeah. Um, you know, it was the first single off the record. Um, it, the song is was about suicide um, because I had a personal experience uh, when I was in high school of, of someone who committed suicide. Um, and they, you know, they told me that the pain was just too great. Um, that's why the song is called "This Pain." Um, and so that's kind of where the the overall message of the song came from. I, you know, I gave it to our music video writer, and I said, "Do what you want with this. Um, adapt this story to the music video how you would want." And the way he did it, I was like, "Yes, I like it. It's great." Um, you know, it's very heavy. It's very dark. It's very heavy music video. And if you don't watch it till the end. It's you know you, it stays that way. It stays dark. It stays heavy. Um, and so you know we really wanted people to watch it to the end, and and mm-hmm. and for people to know that there there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and and there is someone you know whether it's a person you know whether it's your face that there there's someone or something on the other side that does care and that does love you and wants to save mm-hmm. you from the pain. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a really intense video i mean i like the going back and forth between you know you guys just playing and then the you know the images of what's going on and the story that's being told so yeah it was it was definitely powerful intense message in the video 
Absolutely. Yes. I remember the first time I watched it, I had goosebumps. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is yeah, this is crazy. Definitely, definitely. Um, all right, so let's do this. And I want to real quick, there's someone in the chat new name, Sabrina. She's uh, looking forward to seeing you guys in St. Louis on the 24th. So I want to give her a plug because she is in the chat room. And she said that um, her favorite song is with love, and that's personally actually one of my favorites too. And she did want me oh, to play yeah. it, but I'm but unfortunately, Sabrina, I'm playing, you know, the two tracks tonight that they're, you know, currently promoting as the singles, but I agree with you. It's an amazing track with love and definitely one of my favorites, too. So Thanks, right, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys can uh, hopefully see her on the 24th in St. Louis. So I'll put you yeah, on hold, she's wonderful. Ryan. We've met before. Oh, cool. Right. Great. Okay. Hold on. She says, does he want another Mountain Dew cake? Did she make you yes, a Mountain yes, Dew I cake? Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> is it literally a cake with Mountain Dew in it? Yes. Or what is? Oh, oh wow. It's, yes, it's so good. It, it's unbelievable. Awesome. Uh-oh, Sabrina, <laughs> I don't think you should let that out too much. That sounds like a pretty good uh, entrepreneurial business you got there. But um, all right, cool. So let's, um, let's put you on hold, and we're going to check out this painting, and then we'll come back and talk more about the album. Okay? Great. Thank you. Okay. Hold on, Ryan. All right, everyone, again, you're listening to Ryan Hayes on the Carrie Edelman Show. He is the vocalist for the hard rock metal band Righteous Vendetta. And uh, these guys have an amazing album out right now, so please check it out. It's called The Pain Inside. You can download it on iTunes and all the digital sites. So right now we're going to play the first single that they were promoting off of it called This Pain. Definitely check out the video on YouTube. As we said, really powerful, intense video with a with a really cool message that he's being um, sent in it. All right, so check out this pain, and we'll be back in a moment.
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Terry Edelman Show again. The hit single, This Pain, off of Righteous Vendetta's album, The Fire Inside. So definitely check it out. Go to RighteousVendetta.com. Check them out on tour right now with Trapped and Head PE. Just want to do a couple of quick plugs. Be sure to check out TalentSpotlightMagazine.net. They do some really cool comprehensive interviews with musicians and various artists in the entertainment industry. So again, it's TalentSpotlightMagazine.net. And also, if you're a fan of comedy, check out Davin's Den. It's a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Pulik. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh at the same time, then Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. To watch live episodes here or watch old episodes or to find out more about the show, go to Davin's Den page on davincomedy.com. All right, so let's bring Ryan Brack back on. Hey, Ryan, awesome, awesome track, really good stuff. Oh, thank you so much. Absolutely, really great. So why don't we talk a little bit about, tell us a little bit about the progression from previous albums, and unfortunately I don't have, you know, access or copies to those in terms of where you were back then with a couple of the, you know, the EPs and the initial albums you put out before you put out The Fire Inside, and, you know, how things might have changed over time. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, you know, like any band, we we grew and we, you know, our musical interests changed over the course of years. And, um, you know, we, like I said before, I I was really influenced by really heavy music. So, you know, it made sense that when we first started the band, we were playing really heavy music, almost all screaming. You know, I would say 90% screaming, 10% singing uh, in the early years of the band. Um, And actually, if if you have the fire inside or you pick up the record, um, the last three songs on the record are old songs from a previous record. Um, the previous records you actually can't get anymore. Um, they're not available. Um, oh, because okay. they're owned by a, a different record company that, uh, wow. that we're, we, we're, not, we're not a part of anymore or anything like that. But uh, there, there was just a big uh, thing that happened with that. So um, you can't get them anymore is what I'm basically what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. But we were able to get three of those tracks on the fire inside so people can get a taste of what we used to be like. Because um, we didn't want to completely throw that out. Right. You know? That's interesting you say that because I was definitely the first handful of songs when I was listening to it, and I've listened to it numerous times now, and I thought the same, as we got towards the like, way end of it, I'm like, wow, these are definitely a lot heavier. So I can now I can understand what you're talking about. Okay, that, that's cool. So I did get a yeah. taste of your the, the, older The record gradually gets heavier as it, as it goes uh, a lot farther into it. You know? Yes. Uh, we, we get, that's kind of how we, we, put, we arrange the record, uh, you know, kind of the lighter into the heavier side as you get toward the end of it. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's a, it's a great album. So what were some of your other influences? I know you mentioned As I Lay Dying. What are some other influences either that you have or the band in general has that, you know, kind of drive the, the music a little bit? Absolutely, yes. Uh, one of the biggest influences for all of us in the band is a band called Kill Switch Engage. I'm sure you've heard of them. Nice, um, yeah. That, that, that band, I would say, is one of the sole reasons I'm even in music. Um, I I absolutely love everything I do. There's not a single song they make that I don't like. Um, so I'd mm-hmm. say Kill Switch Engage is really high up there. I know that uh, the guys in my band, the guitar players especially, and you can hear it in our music, are very influenced by uh, Tremonti um, from mm-hmm. Alter Bridge and um, Creed. And 
uh, you can hear a lot of his influence in their wrists. Definitely, definitely. No, I can I can definitely see what you're saying with that. Absolutely. Okay, so Tremani, Kill Switch Engage, yeah, kill and the switch, others. Um, Azalee dying, Kill Switch Engage. Um, man, I I was a huge fan of a band called Anne Berlin. I don't know if you've ever heard of oh them. Oh my God! Um, yes. Oh, I, I know. Yes, yes. Yeah, great stuff. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, they're amazing. They're they're probably, in my opinion, one of the top five best bands of all time. Where is, and uh, I got a lot of my, they, my vocal. Where's, go ahead. What's that? No, oh, sorry. I I'll ask you the question in a second. Okay. I got a lot of my vocal sorry. influence from uh, Stephen Christian, the singer of Amberlynn. Um, uh, just the way he writes music and his lyrics are just so brilliant. Uh, that was a big band that influenced me at the time too. Cool. Do you know what's going on with them right now? Just as a just as a side note, I mean, I haven't heard anything new from them. I used to hear them on Octane all the time. Um, right. On you know Sirius XM. Right. As far as I know, um, they, I think they just released a record like pretty recently. But um, oh. I think that the singer Stephen is really involved in missionary work down in South America, and so okay. I think he's really invested in that. Um, that's gotcha. the last I heard. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, that's a great band. I know not many people have heard of them, but yeah, definitely all the tracks I've heard from them are yeah. they're really good. They are. Yeah. Do, do yourself a favor and listen to anybody who's listening. What was that you said? Oh, I was just saying that uh, everyone should do themselves a favor and go check out Amberlynn. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the recording process with this album, you know, in terms of how long did it take you to put it together? Um, what's your, you know, writing style? I mean, did someone come up with the riff and then, you know, you start writing the vocals and lyrics? Tell us a little bit about that. Definitely. Um, what happens is me and me and Justin are the, the guys that write all the music, and Justin writes the guitars and the drums in a 8-bit MIDI program on a computer, he notates everything out and notates all the drums out in a, in a grid. And uh, he arranges the song that way. And then he sends me the song. Um, and I can, like, kind of make adjustments or switch things around how I want it to be. And, and then he gives me that. And then I can start writing the vocals. So the music comes first and the vocals come second. Interesting. Cool. Very cool. And how long did it take you to put this album together? Tell us a little bit about where you recorded it. Um, you know, plug the person who, you know, mixed and mastered, produced it, et cetera. Right, right. Uh, we, it took us about a year and a few months to write the entire record. Um, okay. The, the interesting thing about us writing the record was we never played it together ever until the first time we practiced the songs after the studio. So when we went to the studio – it was the first time for everyone in the band playing it together, playing the song. Oh my together. gosh! Because they were why they, was they were on why was that? Um, be, just because just, we live so far apart and we're always on tour, we don't have time oh. to sit down and actually jam stuff out. We have to learn it on the computer, and then everyone has to be ready by the time the studio time hits, and that's when everything wow. comes together. Okay. Yes, that's, that's we, really we are the ultimate time crunchers, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's very um, strategic, and like you said, you have to be organized to be able to pull something like that off. So, wow, that's really cool. 
Yeah, and so um, yeah, we record at, at a, uh, a recording studio called JTW Recording Studios. It's in Hubertus, Wisconsin, which is just north of Milwaukee. And our producer is Joel Wanasek. He uh, he did the Fire Inside, and he did our previous record on that that you can't get right now. Um, and he is he is going to be the next big producer. Um, we're kind of bringing him up with us uh, as far as um, he's getting some incredible work right now from other people. Um, so uh, keep an eye out on him too. He's an amazing producer. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. That's great. That's, and it's so great to support other people that, like you said, that you believe in and that are talented and, you know, it's really cool. Yes. Yes. There's been so many people that have believed in us and supported us that, that we want to do the same for people that deserve it, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Tell us how you came up with the name. How did you come up with the name Righteous Vendetta? Is there a story behind that? Is it just something you threw it together? Yeah. <laughs> this is always the tough question, and it's, like, so anticlimactic because I literally just say there's no story behind the name. It's just awesome. It literally okay. was, like, we, we were, like, thinking, like, okay, Led Zeppelin is kind of, like, an oxymoron. Like, you can't have a, a Zeppelin with lead in it. It would just fall to the ground. You know, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so we were like, what, what doesn't make sense? And we were like, righteous vendetta. So we Google searched it, and nothing came up. Like, there was nothing on righteous <laughs> vendetta. So we were like, dude, that's the name. Like, no one has taken that. Not even close. Right. So that's right. how we came up with the name. Cool. All right. Very cool. And what about the album? I Google little... search. Oh, glor- <laughs> there you go. And the album's really yeah. cool, too, in terms of the cover of it, the artwork. Tell us a little bit about that and the symbolism. Is there any, you know, thing in particular you can uh, relate to us about that? Yeah, I mean, it's called The Fire Inside. Um, Fire Inside was one of the first songs we wrote for the record, and we kind of wanted to base the entire lyrical content of the record around that lyric, um, The mm-hmm. Fire Inside. And it's one of those things where us being a Christian man, it means one thing to us, but it can mean something to everybody. It, it's... The fire inside is universal for people, you know, whether that fire mm-hmm. is their, um, their passion or um, uh, their goals or whatever it is, the fire inside, there's nothing that can stop it. Um, for us, obviously, that, that's, um, that's our Lord. And, and so we wanted to have an album that, that encased a concept that meant something for us that people could take because they knew what it was for us, but they could also take it and apply it to their own life in a way. And so the best way we could do that was the fire inside, and that fire can be anything for anybody. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. It's definitely, like you said, open-ended, and people can interpret it and apply it to themselves. So that's, yeah, it's a great idea. I like it. Very cool. Yeah. So let's talk about the next single you released, which is the title track off the album, which is just, you know, another amazing song. So tell us a little bit about that one, and then we'll uh, we'll check that one out. Yeah, uh, the fire inside. Uh, like I said, it was one of the first songs we wrote. Um, it, it's just—it's kind of a jam. Uh, we we wrote it along the same lines as this pain because it was right after we wrote this pain, and so we were kind of in that that rut of that style. And so you'll hear the riffs—they sound really heavy and you know really like head bobby kind of similar. Um, and uh, you know, it's just one—I I don't really know what else to say about it. <laughs> It's, it's okay, one of our we're cool. actually playing it. We're playing both the songs tonight live. Um, nice. So one of my favorite songs to play live is Fire Inside because it's one of those songs when you hear the the chorus one time, you know the words and you can sing it the next time. You know. Mhm. 
and that's always important. So, so absolutely. Yes. Yes, we love. Cool. That's why we love playing it because we always try to get people to sing it. The, you know, the next time around. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, let's do this. I'll put you on hold. We're going to check this out, and then when we come back, we'll talk about the the tour, and you can you know reveal anything else you want to let the fans know about. All right. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. Hold on, Ryan. Thanks. All right, everyone, the title track off of their album, Righteous Vendetta, The Fire Inside. Check it out, and we'll be back in a moment.
right, everyone, again, that Fire Inside, which is the title track off of their new album. So please check it out, download it, check these guys out on tour. Amazing band, and uh, please continue to support them. They're going to be doing lots of great things, and we'll see what else they're going to be up to in the new year of 2014. So let's bring Ryan back on. All right, Ryan, again, great, great song. Oh, thank you so much. I, really we appreciate cool. that. You guys got to come to New Jersey one day because uh, Sabrina was asking me in the chat room if I ever saw you guys. <laughs> and I said, no, oh, yeah. unfortunately, I well, haven't we've... seen them. Yeah, we've only been to Jersey one time, and it was south, south Jersey, like Vineland. Oh, okay, okay. I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm further from that, but that's, you know, it's it's about probably a couple hours from me. So, okay, yeah. Where did you play down in there? Oh, man, I couldn't even tell if you, you remember. It was three years ago. <laughs> Yeah, it was a long okay. time ago. I don't. I honestly don't even remember. <laughs> oh wait, I so do it was remember. Probably... It was called the Go Phoenix ahead. Lounge. It was called oh, the Phoenix okay. Lounge. Nice. I'm not familiar with yeah. it. Okay. Wow. Yeah, me neither. It was. There was nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> there was like ten people there. Oh man, yeah, that's an interesting area down that way. It gets a little, uh, yeah, interesting the further south you get. I'd you say. know. <laughs> I'd say. It's a good place for a horror movie to be shot, you know? <laughs> right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So you guys have done some, I mean, some major stuff. I mean, you, you were touring in Europe. I mean, tell us a little bit about uh, what that was like, that experience. It was amazing. Um, we, got hooked up, we got hooked up with Europe before we even, uh, when we were still doing stuff completely on our own. Um, we just had a friend uh, in a in a band who used to be signed to Tooth and Nail Records. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're called Spoken. Um, okay. But we befriended them, uh, you know, way early on in our careers, and um, they kind of me- they mentored us for a long time. Uh, the singer Matt Baird has been in the industry for 17 years, and so he really took us under his wing and would kind of guide us and would kind of you know bump us and be like, here's what you guys should do, and he just really helped us kind of like a father. And he was like, hey guys. Um, you guys want to go to Europe? And we were like, uh, yeah, why would we not? So that he was like, well, if you guys buy your own flight, we'll take you to Europe, and you can go on a two-week tour with us in six different countries. And so we raised money. We raised $8,000 and flew to Europe and toured Europe. It was pretty awesome. Hello? Hello? Ryan, you there? I'm here now, yeah. So I, I don't know what happened. I totally went up. Like 200. Oh, that's weird. I'm I'm losing you now a little bit. Are you there? Hey everyone, sorry about that. I'm not sure what happened. There was some uh technical difficulties. Um so I am back on. I don't know if Ryan is back on yet, so let's see if he's gonna call back in. Again, I apologize about that. 
So again, everyone, please make sure that you are checking out Righteous Vendetta, okay? You can check these guys out at RighteousVendetta.com. Also, become a fan of them on Facebook, Twitter. Check them out on their upcoming tour. They're currently touring with um, Head P. And um, hold on a second. I have all this stuff right here. Trapped. So check these guys out. Um, Again, apologize about that. Let's bring Ryan on. You there, Ryan? I'm here, yes. I can, I'm so I can hear sorry. You. I don't know what was going on. Ay, ay, ay. But why don't we do this since we've been talking a lot. Please plug, you know, all your sites and stuff just because I don't want anything else to interrupt us. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's okay. Um, well, I mean, for anybody who's listening, uh, you know, go check out our Facebook. Um, that's kind of where we interact with everybody, and you can ask us questions and see the ridiculous stuff we post. Um, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we share more than just our music. We have like a TV series that we do that's really stupid. Um, we, we have a lot of free time when we're driving and we screw around a lot. So go check out the YouTube. Um, go check out our website, RighteousVendetta.com. You can go buy merchandise. You can buy a signed copy of the record. You can only get that from our website. So go check that out. Um, and then, uh, you know, our record's on iTunes and Amazon. And so, you know, if you like what you hear, go buy the record. Uh, it goes a long way every time you buy a CD. So Definitely. And let people know, again, how long you're going to be torn for. Um, tell them about a little bit of that. And, again, if we, for some reason, God forbid, you know, disconnect again, we'll just nicely say, you know, it's been amazing having you on, and I definitely want to let you know you're always welcome back on the show, and I'll continue to support you guys. So please know that, you know, whenever you have new music coming out, you're always welcome to come back on. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're spending the next seven weeks out on the road. We have uh, six more shows with Trapped, and then right after Trapped, two days later, we meet up with Head PE in Iowa, and and we're doing a month with them until three days before Christmas, and then we're going home for Christmas. So we'll be nice. home for the holidays. Very cool. And do you guys have any plans for the uh, 2014 year? Are you going to be hitting the road again pretty quickly? Yes, yeah, we're we're spending um, three weeks at home for Christmas and the year, and then uh, come about January 10th-ish, we're doing a West Coast run on our own. We're doing a headliner um, without any nationals. And then right after a headliner, we're jumping on a tour with uh, American Head Charge. We're doing uh, another West Coast run with those guys. And then we've got some stuff in the works for March and April and May, but uh, we can't really announce what's going on yet. Sure, I understand, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for coming on tonight. It's an amazing album you guys have, and I just want to wish you much continued success. And, uh, yeah, please keep in touch. Please promote the podcast because, as I said, it does very well as long as we keep uh, pushing it out there for people to check it out and learn all about you guys. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's uh, been a pleasure. Okay. Yeah, thank you. So much. Right. Again, I apologize about that, Ryan. I don't know what was going on oh, tonight. Okay. <laughs> it, okay. It's okay. It's no worries. Okay, have a great show tonight, and good luck with the remainder of your tour and everything, okay? Thank you so much. Okay, have a great night. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, again, Righteous Vendetta, check them out. Go to RighteousVendetta.com. If you tuned in late for some reason to the show, you can check out the podcast. It will be available after the show is over. Again, apologize about some of those technical glitches we had towards the close of the interview, but that's uh, what happens sometimes in life, right? 
So please become a fan, a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show. You can uh, find me on Facebook. It keeps you up to date with all of my upcoming guests and interviews. Um, if you follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman, I will follow you. I also plug all the information on Twitter. And if you want to befriend me on Facebook, just uh, type my name into Facebook, and I'd love to keep in touch with people that way. So thanks again for the continued support. As I mentioned at the opening of the show, there are tons of podcasts. Um, please check them out. Find something you're interested in. We had um, Tom Cotter on from America's Got Talent, um, some amazing metal bands, hard rock bands that are national acts. So you can really learn some cool stuff about these people. And I always try to take a different direction with my interviews than uh, asking the typical questions that people throw out there. So you really get a good feel for who the people are that I interview. So thanks again for the support, and um, we'll be back. So just like I said, check out the Carrie Edelman Show page for upcoming guests, events, and more. Thanks again. Have a great night.